The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Know the Score. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Dwayne. What's going on, Dwayne? Nothing much. It's been a minute, but we back and football's we about to be back to football. Yeah, man. We had college kickoff last week, and now it's time for the NFL, the big dog of all sports. And to help us Right quick, talk about the AFC South as we're going to kick it off. We're going to do a little jumping around in this episode as we preview the NFL season. We got my co-host from the WrestleCast and the RawCast, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Well, damn. I mean, this is the first time I've been on those scores, so I'm kind of like, you know, excited. Welcome. Cameo appearance, you know. My chill conglomerate brother, welcome. (laughs) It's yeah. no show conglomerate, just so y'all know. Of course. See, they, they were thinking we, 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 since we're quiet, you know, we fell off. You know, like I said, life happens, you know, you know, we, we had some, we had a setback, you know, with one of our folks. I'm in grad school trying to get a master's degree and everything. There Dawn you go. Dawn holds me hostage every month, every um, Tuesday night to record the WrestleCast, I mean, the, and the RawCast. So, you know, we doing our thing. Different things. That's it. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen joining me here on this edition of Know the Score as we're going to get ready for the NFL season to record this. We're less than 12 hours away from a new, we're 24 hours, excuse me, away from a new season starting. So everybody's all excited. Everybody's got hope. Everybody has the same potential that their team is going to end up. In the and everybody has the same record, zero and zero. Yes, seventeen game season. Well. <laughs> we all got the first. <laughs> yeah, seventeen game season as well. First time for that. So no more nine and sevens. Jeff Fisher, he 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 would have been true if uh, he would have been <laughs> in this era. But like I said, we're gonna start with the AFC South just because I got the good man Mo to the under- or North. I'm in the North. I don't know why I keep thinking the South. The North, excuse me, AFC North. That division contains the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll talk about the Ravens first. Lamar Jackson coming into his third season, full time as starter. Big thing is, is we all know about the ring, but what about his passing? So they've tried to improve that by giving him some additions on offense. Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell now because they've had injuries at the running back position with J.K. Dobbins yeah. and Justice, uh, Justice Hill as well. Uh, in this past uh, two weeks leading into the season. Um, they got a mole from Pittsburgh. <laughs> they got a mole from Pittsburgh. Alejandro um, Villanueva. They, yeah. they also lost Matt Judon and Yannick. That's a uh, huge loss. Uh, we, knew, we knew um, Judon was going to be out the door once he, he had the season he had. 
they weren't gonna be able to resign him, so they already knew he was going to go elsewhere. Right. That might be okay because he's one hell of a talent. Yeah. So they've got Calais Campbell and Justin Houston. Uh, what they got for? What they got for a steal? Do you hear the story about how they got him? Justin Houston. Yeah. What happened? So um, he he just reiterated he wanted to play in Baltimore, um, and he heard the the atmosphere here was good, and he wanted to play here. So um, he, Eric DaCosta, our 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 great you know GM, two took over for Isaac Newman. He um, you know, he was reached out to him, and he he saw that he he left Indy. He had like a well, he had signed a two year, eighteen year, eighteen million dollar deal, and he really couldn't really offer him the um, he couldn't really offer him the contract that he wanted. So Marcus Peters was one of his good friends. Was like, hey, you know, text him one day, and it was just like Justin Houston. So we talked to him. He said, you know, the best I can offer you is one year, two million. I think he had an offer from Pittsburgh that was like a little bit more money, but he took the less money. He eventually settled on two million, two point zero seven five million for the one year deal to come to Baltimore. So he took less money just to come here and play because he wanted to play in Baltimore. Well, that's what's up. That's what I just hope he stays healthy. That's the thing. Right, right. Because injuries are not good at all. And then you know you doing all this, and then injuries pop up, and then you just sit there like what the what we want to do. That's the good thing in having a good culture, man. You get people who want to come play with you and they'll be willing to take a little bit less just for the opportunity to win. Right. Um, You guys also have second-year linebacker Patrick Queen. Uh, Hopefully big things will be coming from him to help the defense as well. Um, The offense is probably what everybody's really going to be looking at. The receiver position um more than anything um so we'll start with mo since he is the you know fan of the team mm-hmm. what is your expectations or what excuse, i'll put it this way what do you hope to see as in your offense as the season progresses like you know what i'm saying the first month of the season you know they're still trying to figure everything out in live game speed um but go ahead. i'm i'm definitely hoping that lamar can actually um, open up more of a passing game. Yes, everyone likes to see him run, you know, run over the field, you know, making plays on the on the ground. But part of the, the main part of the quarterback position, you have to throw the ball. And I want would love to see him throw, you know, more passing yardage, get more touchdowns. You know, you have you have your weapons, utilize them. You know, Greg, what like Greg Roman? We look, we like looking at him. Like, listen, you have to utilize the weapons on offense. He, they re- just resigned Mark Andrews, um, for um a, a contract extension that's going to keep him in here, keep him here for a good while. So, you know, he had, that's a safety blanket. You know, you have Marquise Brown, you signed Sammy Watkins, and you drafted, um. Drafted, they had drafted. Um, I forgot who they drafted in the first round. Um, that, Bateman. Yeah, Bateman, and um, they made some. Um, James um, Proch made some noise as well, too, in the preseason. Um, he still had, you know, like other safety nets like Miles Boykin, but he's on the injury list. He's on the injured list as well. Um, the best kicker in the game. 
Oh, of course, you can't forget Justin um, Justin Tucker. Like, our Tuck Maddie, can't forget about that. That's the thing I just want to see Lamar just basically, if you're going to make runs on the ground, that's great. Keep doing what you're doing. But I want to see you open up your passing game and, you know, get your yards in the air as well, too. You know, don't just, just think to make them think that you just – on the spill on the ground and everything. You have to show what your arm can do and you if you have your weapons, you have to break out and get them open, hit them in stride, you know, and you know, we gotta get these wins. Um, they ranked first in rushing offense last year, thirty second in passing offense, so they were nineteenth in total offense, seventh in scoring. So definitely if you can get to from 32 to 18 in your passing and everything else stays relative the same. You don't have too much drop off in your rushing or your scoring. Yeah, the Ravens have a success to get to the Super Bowl. For sure. Indeed. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. But still, we have other teams that are our golf course, you know, in the AFC. Mainly um, Kansas City and Buffalo. Right. In Kansas City, we play them. I think I believe it's week two. I think I believe that's a week two game. Right. So, well, strictly because their quarterbacks are more polished from the pocket. Yeah. At this point, I mean, when and that quarterback has a rifle yes. or an arm. Yeah. Yeah. So next, we'll go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, last year, of course, they had the number one draft pick. They got Joe Burrow. But unfortunately, he tore his ACL and MCL against Washington in Week 11. Yeah, that was devastating. Right. Um, I, I thought for the world that after such a devastating injury and loss of a potential superstar player, that they would go out and get the offensive lineman in the draft. But nope, they went out and reunited uh, Joe Burrow with his former college teammate, Jamar Chase, with the number yep. five overall pick. And, Which is not a bad selection, I mean. But he has not looked good in the preseason so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can give him the Andre Smith label there, possibly, of Ooh. potential bust. Ooh. But, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if, if we want to say how bad he's doing in the – how bad he was in the preseason, let's just call spade a spade. I mean, hey. Um, but this is where, you know, risk reward. I mean, like you said, they should have probably got a more experienced lineman, Lime, but yeah. they did not. Either, either go to the draft and get a lineman or if you pick up somebody from off a free agency yeah. and, you know, protect your quarterback because Joe Tanner's ACL – you know, you gotta have somebody to protect you. You have a had to have a line that line of that line of just that just to protect your quarterback at all times. So right, they they did draft uh, Clemson guard Jackson Carmen in the second round. Uh, they picked up a pass rusher Joseph Asai, um, but he's already suffered a season-ending injury. Um, they also picked up Trey Hendrickson, uh, Trey Hendrick, excuse me, from the Saints, who led the Saints with 13 and a half sacks last year. Oh, um, the big, the biggest departure is AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, I was yep. just about to get to that. Uh, you know, long time 
superstar stalwart receiver AJ Green no longer a part of the Bengals. He's out in Arizona now. Um, he was definitely throwing it outside whenever he played. He was healthy and in his prime with him and Dalton was definitely throwing it outside, you know. So they those two really revived football in Cincinnati. So they did. To them. They did. Like you just watch you would watch them and you just like, well, okay. They were definitely a problem for for some years in the AFC North. Like, right. I mean, especially when they were with Marvin Lewis was the coach. So they couldn't get out. They couldn't get out there his way in the first round of playoffs. So that was just okay. they've had uh, some more departures in Geno Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, a huge loss. Also, Carlos Dunlap was traded uh, to the Seahawks after a handful of games last year. So. You know, Zach Taylor's coming in trying to reshape the roster and mold the team kind of in the image that he may like it a little bit. And a lot of the, you know, people who've been consistent performers for them are starting to, you know, uh, land on different teams now. So just a building process um, with them. But, you know, they have maybe the most important part of a rebuilding process, and that's the quarterback. So if they can put everything else. But the thing is, is, they want to focus on – at ACL, you know, they play in Minnesota in week one. So it's going to be wondering how's the line is going to protect him and how's he going, is going to show, is he going um, to be fully recovered from his ACL surgery. Right. Okay. That's the thing that they're going to be looking at um, with him going forward. Next up, we'll talk about the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns behind Baker Mayfield. Uh, so it would look like it was going to be a setback and a loss of Odell Beckham and turned it into a playoff performance. Uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. With, uh, this is the 75th anniversary of the Cleveland Browns franchise. Right. 69th season, but 75th anniversary. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Let's not bring up be how how they they they. I mean, they, 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 they went dark. Their team went dark for a couple of years, and you know, right. a, 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 another team. Popped up, you know, magically, you know. Hey, I mean, there's a team. The expansion that popped up, you know. Hey. The expansion team from from the old team, so yeah. But it's like, here's the thing: they got to keep their colors, they got to keep their records, their history, logos, which was which actually became a precedent for a lot of other teams that lost their franchise. Case in point: right. the Seattle SuperSonics. Mm-hmm. And even the Houston Dynamo and the San San Jose Earthquakes in MLS. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, but yeah, seventy fifth anniversary though. Um, coming off a great season, uh, Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year. Uh, but I did predict that, even though I had a Bills fan in my mention wanting Sean McDermott, which was well deserving. I'm not gonna deny that at all. But come on, Kevin Stefanski getting the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs—that was well deserved. Right. Shout out to my um, shout out to um, Six Foot Apple. She's a loyal yes. Browns fan, and you know she trash talk every time our team plays. She trash talks me every time. She's a she's had a hard life as a sports fan. I commend her. <laughs> but it did—it was water under the bridge in 2016 when the Cavs won. But other than that, oh, I had I had to I had to endure that. I had it's to, been a hard not life though. <laughs> I had to endure that and, and, and hear her hear her celebrate and everything when that happened. So, <laughs> um, 
They've added Jadavion Clowney, Malik Jackson, and uh, Tack McKinley to their um, defense. They've added Anthony Schwartz uh, at receiver. They also drafted Greg Newsom, the second at cornerback in the first round. So they already have the backfield of Nick Chubb and, um, oh, my gosh, Kareem Hunt. Um, they've got Jarvis Landry. They've got the returning Odell Beckham. So, I mean, they seem to be a team that if they can put everything together, maybe all the cards fall right. Maybe Kansas City suffers injuries or catch a bad draw in the playoffs. That Cleveland may be a team that could end up in the AFC Championship game at the very least this year. Yeah, yeah. can we also... Let's not jump the gun too much because they do have a history of the blank. Uh, you can include the drive, the fumble, the anything Cleveland re- related never hasn't been good football wise. Yeah, I mean it goes throughout all of Cleveland. Um, <laughs> but the moon. Um, their general managers give a shout out to him, Andrew Barry, uh, one of the black general managers in the NFL. Definitely yes. has done a great job in retooling this team uh, because they were in kind of disarray after Freddie Kitchens was fired. Uh, uh, you know, basically from the way Hugh Jackson got fired into hiring Kevin Stefanski, uh, they were kind of in a in a state of disarray. But uh, Stefanski and Andrew Barry have stabilized things, and man, Cleveland is really this is really. <laughs> Probably the best Cleveland team since the you know the the late eighty nines. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> when Cole was there. Oh yeah, yeah. When they had um, Ozar, Ernest Biner. Yeah, Ozar, ah, Ernest Biner. Uh, Lang Langhorn or Langford was the receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that was a it's a certain coach, a certain coach, you know, Hall of Fame coach who was a coach there, you know, in ninety three. Yeah, once you know, he didn't make, I have promise, and then everything went everything went downhill when the move was announced. Yeah, he didn't make the trip. He didn't make that trip. He didn't. He didn't make that trip. You know, he popped up in New England. No, he popped up in like he popped up with the Jets, and then he popped up in New England. Then he got traded. Then he got traded for yeah. And then then you know we don't want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I heard he had, I, I still haven't forgiven Mo. Nice run. I still haven't forgiven Mo Lewis for that hit on Drew Bledsoe, by the way. So the mm. night everything changed. Yes, and, and and that's when the 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 legend of a certain <sighs> certain person was born. Yeah. All right. Um, last in the AFC North, the. Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, God. Uh, the last undefeated team in the league last year, but they seemed to run out of gas. Didn't we say this last season? They were going to do this, Don. Yeah. We said this. Well, they were doing a lot of passing last year with an older quarterback. And yeah. not really relying on the running game, even though they had nope. really good running backs in James Conner and Ben Schnell. Well, James Conner. <laughs> yeah, well, James Conner is out and now add in Najee Harris from Alabama, who is going to be their main three-down running back. 
Uh, ben is probably going to be taking a lesser role as Canada has come in to be the new offensive coordinator. Um, TJ Watt threatened to sit out, but it looks like they're going to work something out here to get him on the field for the first game. Uh, they have Devin Bush coming back as well. Um, not really a lot as far as, um, you know, offensive line. It's probably a, uh, one of the things that Pittsburgh has kind of been looking at. Um, they drafted Kendrick Green out of Illinois to kind of address some of that offensive line issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Melvin. Dan Moore. Um, yeah, they got, they got Dan Moore in the fourth round of AM. Right, right. Um, they got Melvin Ingram from uh, San Diego to kind of help with some of that, some pass rush. Yeah, so um, it's been it's been you know Pittsburgh has kind of been one of the last teams every year to kind of you know lose a game or be right there in the mix, but they just haven't had good quarterback play uh, when they needed it most. So now it's time for you know maybe Ben Roethlisberger to take a back seat to Najee Harris and some of these other guys uh, in the running game. And uh, see what how far that can take them as a. I mean, I mean, look who, the, who look who that backup is though. Well, that's another thing why they can't um, <laughs> do too much uh, with putting Ben out there at risk because their backup situation is not that good. Uh, no, it's horrible. They have Dwayne Haskins and who won between Hodges and Dobbs. Do you know who won the, the third? I am looking that up right now. So, yeah, they got some unproven. That was Mason Rudolph. Okay, Mason Rudolph, excuse me. So, yeah, so Mason Rudolph and beat out Josh Dobbs. So, Mason Rudolph and Haskins. I mean, I don't know. Well, Josh Dobbs went to the IR, so Mason Rudolph won by default. I don't know how that um, – I don't know how that could – Basically, give you a lot of confidence. Uh, ben Zero. Well, hold on. Uh, the death chart, Mason Rudolph is second, and the way Haskins is third. Uh, okay. What? Which actually, I would feel. I feel better with that than yes. If it was flipped around, honestly, because you just, I just can't trust. I can't trust Haskins at this point. You know, but hey, you know, root for everybody black. Yeah. But you had a golden opportunity in Washington, and you screwed that up. Yeah. Um, just not mature enough. Still, He still has a lot of holes in his game. Um, he has a big arm, and that's all he relies on is just his arm. He doesn't take the time. Cardale would be a lot better than Dwayne Haskins, honestly. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I, I Haskins could be a very good quarterback. It's just that he just needs to learn how to play quarterback. And I don't think he needs to have somebody there who can just, you know, give him the like the fundamentals. Like, listen, you are in the big league. This is what the position we need to play and just work with him on things that he needs to work with. Him. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, I know damn well Brandon Roethlisberger ain't there to be like, this is what you need to do. No. Right. No. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm not giving up. Dude, give my spot. I, I will be in a wheelchair before you get on the field. <laughs> right. right. 
And there's a lot of things that he probably does well. Speaking of Haskins, he does well in practice, but then he gets in the game, and then when the loud bullets fly, he forgets all of his technique and things like that. So it's, you know, it, there's a lot to be cleaned up with him. But he's got a big arm, and as long as he can keep his nose clean as far as, like, you know, not being in trouble, being a good student, being a good teammate, working hard, he'll always get a chance just because his arm is so big. Yeah. So that is the AFC North. We get some uh, predictions here. Um, first off, I'll start with Moto underscore Reese. Do you think you'll get two playoff teams out of this division like you did last year? Um, it's possible. It's seven now, so yeah, it's certainly possible. Okay. Plus, to get uh, two playoff teams out of the AFC North. All right. Uh, Dwayne, what about you, sir? Do you think they can get two teams? I think it is possible, definitely, and those two teams will be Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah, the same two teams as last year, huh? Correct. Now, would you think the order would be reversed where Baltimore is the division winner and Cleveland? Uh, well, they got three last year, right? Because they, got, they, got, they did get they got three, three last year, right? So, three, so do you think that the Browns win the division. The Ravens are the wild card. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Mo. That's Mo, fine. Mo, <laughs> do, you, do you think they can get two? You said yes, and then the two teams would be who? Oh, definitely Ravens and. Mm, uh, I, even though I hate this, honestly, Pittsburgh. Right. Because can have a has a. Has you know opportunities to mess up and fumble when it's So, um, this definitely has a chance to be the most competitive division in football. Uh, with those three teams that went to the playoffs last year, um, you know, if they improve uh, in the ways that they need to, you know, it's definitely a possibility all three of them could be right back. Next, we'll go to the NFC South because we have the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, everybody wants to go play with Tampa. So, everybody wants to sign with the Lakers. So, the South contains the Atlanta Falcons. Carolina Panthers, Woo! Saints, <laughs> the defending champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah. we'll start with Tampa Bay, of course, coming in. They're going to play Dallas, start the season off, um, first game of the year. So everybody will be watching. Tom Brady coming into his uh, what, 22nd season or something like that? 22nd season. 22nd season. 22nd season. Uh, in the NFL, still looking as sharp as he ever did towards the end of the season last year. Um, so, I guess first and foremost, uh, do y'all see Father Time creeping in? And is this the year that he catches up with Tom Brady? No, unfortunately not. No, nope. because he has a great line in front of him. Mm-hmm. And when you have a great line in front, in front of you, like Brady has had for all but one year, the one year being 08 when he got hurt. 
Um, you have plenty of you have plenty of um, longevity. That's how. That's how. Like, look at the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs could not get to the. They could not get a pass rush for nothing. Nope. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Brady can have a cookout. He can make <laughs> a whole bunch of subway ads, and he can do a whole lot of things, and then still throw the balls and still have time. So, what's going to need to happen for the teams in the NFC South? They're going to have to find ways to rush, rush Brady, and protect their own quarterback on yeah. the other side of the ball, and. And there's going to be bad games. No, see, you see what happened with Brady under pressure. He, if he gets, if they, you get a good pressure on him, he he's not, going down. He, right. Yeah, he, he does not do well at all. Um, The Bucks, they got edge rusher Joe Tryon out of Washington in the draft. They also selected Kyle Trask out of Florida to maybe be the successor to Tom Brady, uh, whenever that's going to happen. They also got another receiver in Jalen Darden. Uh, they brought back all 22 Super Bowl starters. And they added... Oh, to the first. Yeah, since, 1950, since 1994. In the salary cap era, this is the first time all 22 Super Bowl starters have come back. And they also got Gio Bernard... Uh, and free agency, so can't do any better than they did last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basically they started slow, ended off at the top, and uh, they're looking to repeat as uh, Tom Brady is looking to win eight of them things. Good gosh, man! He's already won more than all the NFL teams, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got. And I know. And I'm sure that Tom Brady has week four circle on his calendar. Um, that Sunday, October, Sunday night game at New England. So. Of course. Against the predecessor, the young god, Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. <laughs> you want my number? Hit me on the low. <laughs> oh, man. So, Have a lot I really, I really... Yeah, that's going to be probably this is going to be a very very heavily watched game, and I can't I can't wait for that Sunday night, Sunday night at, in Foxborough. Um, Can we meet Chris Collinsworth though? Well, you're gonna have Drew. Uh, that might lessen a little bit of the count. Oh, okay, okay. All right, that's right. Drew Brees is. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can maybe tolerate Drew Brees now since he's a commentator. Now he's not. He's not on. He's not playing behind the um, the line on New Orleans, so you don't have to worry about him. Exactly. Speaking, exactly. Speaking of New Orleans, that's who we're going to talk about next. Um, Jameis Winston is going to take over the quarterbacking duties for the retired. Sean <laughs> name is Jameis. Or for the retired Drew Brees, excuse me. So. He's breaking news. He just threw an interception. <laughs> I think that he is going to do very well this year. Uh, um, I wonder if they, have, if they put a, um, a clause in his um, in his contract that they give him crab legs for you know every um, game. <laughs> um, they drafted Peyton Turner with the twenty eighth pick in the draft. 
Uh, they also signed, I can't even say this guy's name, Tanu uh, Pasanong. I'm not even going to, excuse me for that. Uh, oh. oh, wait, wait, wait. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Tanu Pasanong. Yeah, passing on. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, they also drafted uh, Pete Warner out of Ohio State. They also drafted uh, Paulson Adebu, um, you know, with uh, for secondary help. And they also drafted Ian Book, um, you know, a quarterback from Notre Dame uh, in the late rounds. Um, but as everything is going to come down to Alvin Kamara, uh, Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas being in uh, injury free. He's been dealing with injuries the last couple of years. And once that kind of starts happening to a receiver, you know, production falls off and, uh, right now you can guard Mike. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I saw what you did there. Um, (laughs) Last year, the defense, very good. Uh, for one of the few times their passing game due to Drew Brees' you know, age and everything was, you know, almost uh, it was 19th. So almost finished out of the top 20. Their scoring was still good at 5th. Their rushing was good at 6th. But they just didn't have that normal um, production they get from Drew Brees that we're accustomed to. And it kind of cost them because they just couldn't score enough in some of these uh, games. Especially against a better competition, even though they blew out the Bucks twice, I don't know how. Twice. Right. But yeah, they seem to struggle. Uh, and, and, they didn't do well in that playoff game. Right. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if the the defense can maintain that high level, and then Jameis Winston come back in and up the production from the quarterback position uh, to a level that we were accustomed to from the Saints from a few years ago. Latavius Murray too. I'm not mistaken. Right? They cut him. Yeah, he's no, yeah. he's not there anymore. Yeah, because Kamara's healthy now. So I think they had they a really... contract dispute too. Yeah, and so I, I really think with the Saints, though, I mean, I, I really think that Don, you have more confidence in James than I do. Um, I have confidence in Sean Payton. Yeah. But I think Sean Payton probably should have went with Taysom Hill, honestly. Um, nah, man, I'm going to tell you why. I saw this thing where they ran a very basic four verts, and you know, the play on Madden, right? Where your three guys, your two receivers, and one of your slot receivers runs right down the middle, and your tight end or your other inside receiver runs that kind of post route right in front of you. Yeah. And cover two look. They showed it. For, it's preseason. They're not doing anything to fool you. Cover two look. Taysom Hill drops back. The three verts are going down the, down the outside. The post is wide open across the middle. If he throws it, it's at least a 40-yard gain, 30-yard gain. Doesn't throw it and then throws a check down to the running back. And they had to put the down. I was like, nope, he's not ready. So... I was still, <laughs> I was still put a taste of hell because if he could do that, then that would help the Panthers out. So yeah. Oh, see, um, this, I, oh, I should have known. This, oh, this, this, uh, <laughs> that's why he wants him to start to because that means that helps those losses help his team move up. Correct. 
<laughs> but um, um, but I will say this though: even though Michael Thomas is hurt, they do have Traquan Smith. They do have Deontay Harris. They do have. Uh, they did sign Ty Montgomery, who's going to be a receiver, not a running back. And I oh, think okay. that is, I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, Chris Hogan, who uh, will be a possession receiver, um, well, former Patriot. He was with Carolina, didn't do much there, so good riddance. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then on the defensive side, they got Quan Alexander finally. Uh, he's going to move to the outside. Demario Davis is going to stay on the inside, and then Pete Werner is going to be on the outside. So that's a pretty, pretty nice linebacking core right there. And then in the secondary, Malcolm Jenkins is back in New Orleans. I think that's a good thing. He'll be the starter. Uh, I would love to see Jeff Heath in there because I know he'll be burnt toast. Um, but you got Marshawn Lattimore on one side. Desmond Trufant on the other side, and then you have Marcus Williams uh, besides Malcolm Jenkins. So the secondary is pretty nice as well uh, for the Saints. Uh, I I think they won't be on the same – it's going to be tight between the Saints and the Falcons in the middle of that division, honestly. Before we get to the Falcons, we'll talk about your team, Mr. Dwayne. The Carolina Panthers uh, last year, uh, new coach Matt Rule coming in. Um, they lost Christian McCaffrey uh, for uh, basically Most of the second season. Half of the season. Uh, yeah. so that was a setback for them and the things that they were trying to do after, you know, uh, people talking about him bringing back the return of the running back after the two seasons he put up in uh, 2000. Uh, 19, 2018. Uh, Sam Darnold is in as quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is out. Good minutes. Um, so how do you feel about um, Sam Darnold um, as your quarterback, um, Dwayne? So let me tell you my – I'm going to go through my emotions when I found out this was happening. Uh, first, when I first saw the trade, I was like, what the hell? Why are we – why are they fucking doing this? Um – then I kind of sat back and realized Sam Darnold's reunited with Robbie Anderson. That was the main guy in the, with the Jets. And for those that know me for a long time, uh, prior to the Panthers, I was a Jets fan. And so I, and in a sense, I still followed the Jets, even after the whole Tebow fiasco. Um, so one thing I did notice from my time uh, from watching Sam Darnold, him and Robbie Anderson have some amazing chemistry. And Sam Darnold can get the ball down the field. And we don't have to deal with constant checkdowns from Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to put the football at risk. Uh, I know that. And he's, and they, and Dink and Dunk is not going to get you a whole lot of wins either. Nope. And so that's and that's part of the problem. When you need a two minute drill, you need to get the ball down the field. A three yard check down is not going to help anything, especially when you have. I mean, you know, prevent defense usually prevents yourself from winning a game, but when the quarterback is just throwing it in front of the defense and the receiver can't get anywhere. That's on the quarterback. So, 
I'm not going to, you know, be upset over Teddy Bridgewater being jettisoned out because he needed to go. It wasn't working out like I thought it would have. I thought maybe there would have been more passes downfield. But I think Sam Darnold, the chemistry he has with Robbie Anderson, I look at the preseason game with the Steelers, that last preseason game, uh, Darnold looked pretty damn good. And that, for the action that he saw, I saw a lot of good things. I saw connect uh, the connection with Robbie is back. The uh, He's got chemistry with DJ Moore. Uh, he's worked out with Christian McCaffrey. Um, Terrace Marshall Jr., who was a second-round pick out of LSU, uh, that he's a, he's going to be pretty nice as well. So there's targets already. And then they drafted Tommy Tremble in the third round out of Notre Dame. Um, I think he'll be a good uh, receiving tight end as well. And, and then uh, to help uh, Christian McCaffrey complement the running game, they signed Royce Freeman. I think they addressed their offensive line issues. Uh, they let go of Greg Little. It wasn't working out with him. Um, they locked down Taylor Moton on the right side, drafted uh, Brady Christensen uh, out of BYU on the left side. And and so and they signed uh, Pat Elfline as well. Um, I like the upgrade on defense, Hassan Reddick. Uh, on the outside of on the outside of Jermaine Carter, and then you got Shaq Thompson on the other side. Uh, the secondary is still going to be a little bit of a concern. You do have Dante Jackson, uh, J.C. Horn. I hope he can pan out. They did get the eighth pick, and they did um, use that on J.C. Horn. So I hope he can do great things for us, and then. But, yeah, I, I think there's still work to do. If McCaffrey's healthy, I think this will be a lot. This will be a better campaign than most will give uh, Carolina. I think maybe Carolina will probably get 7 to 10 or 8 and 9. But I think if McCaffrey can stay healthy, we can probably move that needle to the other side, maybe 9 and 8. Um. How do you like adding Hassan Reddick to uh, Burns? That's going to be scary. Because Burns is, you got Burns, you got Reddick, you got Thompson, and you got uh, Jermaine Carter. And then you got Frankie Louvu. So there's depth in that linebacker position. You can, you can, um, you can, if you need a rush, you got Burns and Reddick. Um, if you need, if you need coverage, you got uh, Frankie Louvu, you got Shaq Thompson there. So there's different schemes and different things that Carolina can work with to make this a very successful campaign. And of course, health will have to hold up as well. Last thing we'll talk about in the NFC South. Oh, yeah. Before we get to the, for the trash ass Falcons, I forgot about Jeremy Chin. Uh, he's moving to free safety. Uh, since the linebacker core is so deep, uh, Jeremy Shane will be uh, playing free safety. Oh, I think that's going to be an interesting move as well. 
Uh, he was the early, uh, the early favorite for rookie of the year last year, but Chase Young went on a tear. Um, I was, I was a little bitter towards that. I didn't want to be um, in denial of it, but you know, as after everything calmed down, I mean, the man deserved it. Um, he was he caught up with the game speed of the NFL, and that rookie of the year was well deserved. So. Um, I, I still love Jeremy Chen though. He's, he's going to, he's great in linebacker. I think he'll be great at safety too. Atlanta Falcons going to come into the season, uh, with no, new head coach. as he has been traded away to the Tennessee Titans, new head coach, Arthur Smith. He's coming, in. um, he's coming in from the Tennessee Titans. Um, they did. They're gonna hope that Dante Fowler can stay healthy and duplicate what he did a couple of years ago. They added receiver tight end Kyle Pitts. Ugh, I, I hate that. I wanted that man so bad. <laughs> they added safety Richie Grant in the second round. They also uh, picked up offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield and Frank Darby, wide receiver from Arizona State. Um, they I don't know why they added Richie Grant when they have TJ Green, they have Deron Harmon, they have they have they have plenty of safeties. Why do you need Richie Grant? Makes no sense. Well, I mean, look at the teams you gotta face, though, dude. You gotta figure um, that the Saints are gonna be trying to air it out. You gotta figure that. The Bucks are going to be trying to air it out, so you know you probably never have enough defensive backs. Yeah, I hope they all trash out anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they added uh, Mike Davis uh, to replace Todd Gurley. Um, Dwayne Gallman uh, got got uh, is got brought in after he got released by the Forty ers um, so, you know, people are expecting Atlanta to be really going through a, a big old rebuild this year um, just due to new coach Matt Ryan kind of near the end of his career, um, even though his numbers are still pretty good for yards and touchdowns. Um, he just didn't have enough protection. He was sacked 41 times, um, pressured 166 times, and hit 70 times. So offensive line definitely needs to be addressed for Atlanta to – Start making waves again. So now we'll come to the predictions. Uh, we'll start with our man, Mr. Dwayne. How many playoff teams do you think you can get out of the NFC South? Ooh, one. And that playoff team will be? <laughs> the defending champ. The defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mo to the underscore Reese, you feel the same way? Think this is just a, a, a one playoff team division, Tampa Bay and everybody else is trying to catch up? Uh, I mean, everybody's trying to catch up, but the Saints could be a dark horse, and I do mean could be a dark horse if Jameis shows up and plays like he wants to win. Um, I'm definitely want to see what's the the relationship with how Sam Donaldson's going to do in Carolina, and you know, like Dwayne was saying, he's reunited with Robbie uh, Robbie Anderson. So I want to know how that's going to work with that um, that 
connections and everything. And will that provide some much needed wins for that franchise? I'm um, interested in Sam Darnold just to see if Matt Rule is some kind of quarterback whisperer or not. That was his reputation coming in. That, you know, he was good offense and good quarterbacks. And I just didn't see anything revolutionary from Carolina. Maybe that was because McCaffrey got hurt and it cut down a lot of what they wanted to do. I mean, when you have Teddy Bridgewater throwing it two yards down the field, of course you're not going to see anything revolutionary. Right. So when, you, you know, Sam Donaldson, he was what, number two? He got three. three. Number three. Um, and he got jettisoned out. Like, he got jet, no pun intended, he got jettisoned out after three seasons. So, yeah, it, it just shows the faith, the faith that that friend that the um the Jets franchise had in their quarterbacks. You know, they wasn't looking to work with them and everything, work with him and everything. They was like, they wanted, you know, instant wins, you know, air water, um. Well, it wins. Well, this will be the true test. If he goes to Carolina and even has a decent season, you know, respectable, you know, double touchdowns to interceptions, nice bit of yardage, and they're in every game or whatever, it'll just be another indictment on Adam Gase and how he was the one of the biggest frauds to ever be hit. I'm looking and I'm looking at exactly, and I look at Ryan Tannehill and I have that hope for Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely be an upgrade for the Panthers. Um, like I said, I think I think that the Saints could be a dark horse in this division. I think they could be the second playoff team uh, if this division was to be fortunate enough to get two playoff teams. I, I just think that Jameis Winston, I think that's a reason why they didn't play him, and there's a reason why he won the job. It's because they were really impressed with what he saw in uh, what he showed in practices and in offseason and workouts and things. And uh, I just think Sean Payton can work with him. I don't think Sean Payton will let him put the ball in as many dangerous positions as Bruce Arians did. And Bruce Arians is kind of like, you know, risk it, no biscuit. So, you know, 30 interceptions is just par for the course if I'm going to throw 30 touchdowns in Bruce Arians' eyes, you know. So, but I think with a little bit safer play calling – I think that he'll be, uh, you know, they'll have a governor on him and he won't be so susceptible to turnovers. Next up, we'll talk about the NFC East as the Dallas Cowboys will be on the other side of the opening game uh, Thursday night against the Bucks. So we'll start there with Dak Prescott uh, coming back after a nasty man. After a nasty year, uh, year-ending injury, uh, broken ankle in Week Five against the Giants, uh, he was uh, able to cash in though a four-year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal uh, with the Cowboys, so he avoided the franchise tag, which is uh, very important for his, you know, long-term, uh, you know, financial well-being. Uh, the Cowboys added a lot of pieces on defense, including new defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, uh, number 12 pick Michael Parsons, uh, linebacker out of Penn State, followed by Jabril Cox. Uh, they also got Keanu Neal from Atlanta. Um, they got a third-round defensive tackle, Osa. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Adizua. Um, and they also got cornerback Kelvin Joseph. So... 
They definitely trying to do a lot of upgrades on the defense, which a lot of people said was their Achilles heel last year. But injuries, I think, really did them in because a lot of injuries on our offensive line and to their quarterback uh, did not help things. Um, they have a talented group of receivers, um, C.D. Lamb, um, um, Amari Cooper, um, Ben Jar- Blake Jarwin at uh, tight end. So there's a lot of promise offensively for Dallas. So I think a lot of people are just looking to see if their offensive line can hold up. They're getting a little bit older. Um, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, uh, Lyle Collins all missed uh, games due to injury last year. So I think that's the biggest question for Dallas, two biggest concerns they have. How is their offensive line and can their defense improve uh, from, let's see, last year their defense ranked 23rd total. So if they could kind of get to about mid-pack, 15, 16, uh, and everything stays the same with them offensively, or they have an uptick with Dak being back, uh, Dallas definitely could be uh, a major player in the NFC. Um, Motet underscore Reese, what do you see from the Dallas Cowboys, sir, if you size them up? A bunch of annoying things, but um, I think the return of Dax is definitely going to be a boost for their offense. Because when he went down, that I, I, I took in the joy of the, the Cowboy fans and that in that misery, they took in took joy in that misery. Um, Dax is still an exciting quarterback to watch um, play. Um, you know they have uh, CD Lamb who has the potential to be a great receiver in this league um, if he keeps it up. Um, definitely want to see what Zeke is going to do um, as well. Um, I mean, I've always hated the Cowboys since back when I had to watch your team um, on TV when we was with our team here in Baltimore during the 90s and like the two, the yeah, it's like the 90s and everything. So, Always hated the Cowboys, but you know if they play good, you know they'll just be like, yeah, it's par for course. You know they haven't seen a Super Bowl win since what ninety five. Yep, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since they've been, you know, waving the hold of the Lombardi and everything. But we'll see how things pan out. But you know if they if they lose, that's staying the train. We'll, like I said, the center chain will line up, will line up at the station, and they will take off with Stephen A. Smith being the conductor. Mr. Dwayne, your uh, thoughts of Dallas and uh, what you see for them uh, in this upcoming season? It all hinges on the health of Dak. And it just really, like, I'm not – Big on the Cowboys. I told my mom on Thursday. I told my mom when I was in Charlotte last this past weekend. I hope the game ends in a tie. Oh, but um, if Dak is healthy, and this really was the word is going to be for any team, but especially for Dallas, health has to hold up and. If um, Dak is healthy, Zeke's healthy, uh, this team can be really dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. Um, their defense will have to really have to pick it up if 
if they are healthy and scoring a lot of points, they defense gonna do uh, a job of you know keeping the opponent out of the end zone less times. Um, and should that happen, then Dallas can make some noise. It, the NFC East is really up for grabs. There's really no clear favorite in that division. So you really can toss it up. Any any team in that division has a shot at winning it all. You would think it would be the Cowboys division for the taking. You say, anything, you say any team? I really I mean if the Cowboys don't want it, it's up for the taking. <laughs> uh, I will say that like it's is Dallas's division to lose, but given how the Dallas Cowboys have been um, over the last few, I wouldn't even say few, the last couple of decades, um, I don't have the confidence in them like I would have 20-something years ago. And so, um, yeah, Dak's going to have to play well. Um, and he's going to make smart decisions. And Mike McCarthy, you know, you got to really show up and see if this this hire was worth it because uh, Cowboys fans will turn on you pretty quickly if you don't get off to a good start. Next, we're going to talk about the New York football Giants. Uh, third year for Daniel Jones. Uh, so they went out and they loaded up on some weapons for him, Kenny Galladay. They also got uh, Kadarius Tony from out of Florida. Uh, they also picked up uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, from Minnesota. Uh, they also added Adoree Jackson uh, to help their secondary. Um also getting back Saquon Barkley, uh, of course, another person who everything is going to be, I think the season of their team is going to ride on his health mainly, take some of that pressure off of Daniel Jones, where he doesn't feel like he has to do everything um, to help the offense win. Um, they also added James Bradbury, Blake Martinez, um, and Logan Ryan so to their defense as well, so I think that they have a lot of opportunity to improve the Giants do uh, just because their offensive line and defensive lines are young and getting better. And if uh, Daniel Jones can take that step to where he doesn't turn the ball over and Saquon can, you know, show up for most of the season, I really think the Giants – have a chance to make a really big move this year in the NFC East. Uh, Dwayne, I'll start with you on what you think about the New York Giants. A lot of those things that you rattled off kind of made me think that this could be really, really nice. A really, really nice team. Um, especially more on the defensive side of the ball. Um, 
Blake Martinez, um, Logan Ryan, James Bradbury, uh, to name a few right there. Um, it's really a very interesting time for this team because, like you said, they are developing the line. Um, this is like the third year of being together. Um, and so their third year being together, uh, so they're getting the continuity. And the more you have continuity, the better you have, the better your team will be in the long run, and especially with your quarterback. And so keeping the um, – Keeping that theme with the quarter um, Giants, you got Dalvin Tomlinson from the Vikings as well. You got Leonard Williams who resigned um, as well. So uh, you got just those two on the line by themselves is pretty badass right there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, you when you said. Uh, Daniel Jones was doing everything. I mean, the man was running, making long gains, tripping up in the process, but he made a lot of long gains. Um, he had uh, Kenny Galladay. That's a huge pickup. Uh, I can't even remember who the Giants' leading receiver was a year ago. Um, I'm not even going to say Kelvin Benjamin, but... Um, I just did. Um, I look at the Giants and I look at uh, um, Joe Judge and um, Daniel Jones. This is definitely the time for them to make a leap. Um, you got think about think about this. Uh, you got Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. There's no excuse at this point. There's zero excuse. Um, and then, then on the inside you have, then on the defense, like you said, Blake Martinez, uh, Reggie Ragland. You have Lorenzo Carter there on the outside. Um and then, and then, like you said, Dory Jackson, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, uh, who moves to free safety, Jabril Peppers. So there is a lot of huge promise for this Giants, um, for this Giants team. Um, <laughs> I said this uh, like this is one reason why I said stuff for the taking. If Dallas doesn't want it, I mean, this could be a team. That could be a dark horse in the NFCs, definitely. Next up, we'll go to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they have a new coach, Nick Sarini. Uh, they are moving on from Carson Wentz. Uh, finally, it's all about Jalen Hurts uh, coming into this season. Um, he's got Devonta Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama who won the Heisman. Uh, to you know, he was drafted, so now they've got to hopefully quarterback and receiver uh, thing figured out. Uh, they drafted a center in the second round, Landon Dickerson. 
Um, they third round defensive tackle Milton Williams. Um, they also signed veteran defensive end Ryan Kerrigan and former Minnesota Viking safety Anthony Harris. And they also signed cornerback Steve Nelson. Steven Nelson, excuse me. Um, I think a lot of people don't expect much from Philly, and that's probably about what they should be. Um, they have aging guys uh, along the line, and Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, um, especially on their offensive line as well. Their lines are getting a little bit older. Uh, Miles Sanders and, and Boston Scott, though, uh, two running backs that have a lot of game-breaking potential. Um, I still think people are kind of questionable about their uh, receiving. Uh, they have Jalen Rager, uh, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, um, but all about the health when it comes to those guys. So, um, you know, Philadelphia is clearly in a rebuilding process. I don't think they expect to, you know, necessarily contend for a playoff spot or a division at this point. But uh, Mo to the underscore Reese, uh, maybe some things that you were looking for from Philly this year to maybe – see that they're moving in the right direction with the new young quarterback and Jalen Hurts. Definitely want to see um, what what's he, what is he going to do in Philly since he's the new um, since he's that new that new quarterback in town. It's going to just be interesting to see how he plays and how Devontae uh, Smith plays as well. This is going to be interesting. Like like you said, no one expects them to do anything major, but they have a chance to cultivate and develop that talent so that when they are ready to make that playoff run, they'll have fine-tuned up their, um, their squad, you know, to get to get ready to go. But if Jalen Hurts does kind of regress, he does – Philly does have um, Gardner Minshew, who came in from Jacksonville, and a certain elite quarterback who is known in my area for what he's he's done in games and things like that, and Joe Flacco. So, um, so you know, you have kind of kind of if he if if Hurts doesn't doesn't mesh out well in the first couple of games. No, you know, he's not panning out. You do have some veterans that you can go to if you want to try to turn things around a little bit. Right, right. Um, what are you expecting to see from Nick Sarini, Dwayne, as a head coach? Um, coming over from the Colts, quarterback coach, offensive guy. Um, you know, supposed to have been very good with quarterbacks, and now he's got a young quarterback that he can mold. Uh, just what are you looking to see from him as a first-time head coach? I just want to see what he's going to do. Um, not only did he was he the offense coordinator um, for the Colts, uh, he did learn from. Uh, Frank Reich. Uh, he learned from Frank Reich when they were in San Diego. Uh, when Reich ended up getting the job in Indy, he brought him along. Um, he brought him along with him. So, uh, being that he has 
uh, with the way Frank Wright turned Carson Woods into um, um, the player that he was elevating himself to be for his uh, knee injury, and then things kind of went downhill from there for him. Um, Serrani was right there. And so now Serrani was able to work with uh, Philip Rivers for a year, um, Jacoby Brissett the year prior, uh, since he never really got a chance to work with Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck was unfortunately hurt. But I really, I really think that, but like you said, he'll be able to mold uh, Dylan Hurts into a quarterback that will be able to get the ball down the field, that has the um, confidence, the the swagger to really be something special. Uh, a lot of, you know, Philly fans are fans are, are hard to win over. Uh, Jalen Hurts won them over immediately. And so – if he can continue to work hard, play harder, be successful, then he'll be he'll be in good shape. I think Serrani can get him to that level, considering his experience. He's worked with experienced quarterbacks. He's worked with a former quarterback that has pretty good experience as well, and he can apply the things that he learned from Frank Reich. Um, in those two stops with Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts has the potential to be pretty good, especially since they do got a top receiver already in Devontae Smith, and they have um, some other options there. And then have Joe Flacco on the sideline as a mentor is not a bad thing at all. So, Right. That brings us to the Washington football team, uh, the winners of the division last year in the NFC East. Uh, So they have added Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. Uh, They've also added Curtis Samuel, who has not done anything this preseason and will be out with growing injury. Adam Humphreys as well. Free agency, they drafted Damani Brown out of North Carolina, wide receiver. We added Jamin Davis at linebacker. Sam uh, Cosme through the draft uh, as a lineman. Uh, and also undrafted running back Jarrett Patterson as well, who looks to be a big contributor uh, to the team on offense. Um, that's where most of the you know uh, additions were made. Uh, to the offense, not a lot uh, changed with the defense. Uh, they're getting Landon Collins back. Um, uh, so there's really not a lot to really talk about uh, defensively when it comes to players coming and going because that's pretty much going to be the same group. Uh, but, yeah, everything's going to come down to Washington's production at quarterback. Um, can Brian Fitzpatrick as the man for a whole year who's not going to – um, have a young quarterback come in midway through the season and take his place and and any of that. Like, you are the guy. Can he put together a full season of even quarterback play that allows this defense to win him games or at least keep him in games long enough for him to get hot 
I think that's going to be the the tale of the season for Washington. Uh, Dwayne, your thoughts on? Well, actually, I'll start with uh, Motet underscore Reese because he's closer to the area in the DMV. On the on the outside looking in, sir, what do you see about Washington? What intrigues you about them uh, as far as the the way that they're made up and, and their team for this season? Um. You know, like I, like I said, I've, I've watched um, Washington growing up, and I've always just admired just how they play. They play they had somewhat a bit of a toughness, and just how they were just known for just um, no, they just had that. It was just something that was about that team that you could just they. They had like a fight. They they gave themselves a fighting chance, you know, and you know they they pride themselves on, on winning. So now you know, with you know Ron Rivera as um, Ron Rivera as the coach, and you brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, it's gonna be time for this team to actually, you know, actually make some moves, you know, showing showing prove that they can actually, you know. Get put produce some wins on the field. You have a veteran quarterback there, and um, what's the um the, the QB the, the wide receiver um Terry McLaurin. Yeah, so Tom, he definitely could be the man on this team in terms of being a, that number one, that being a receiver, that top receiver, and you know it's just about the them getting wins and hopefully repeating as the um the division champs right right Dwayne your thoughts sir on Washington uh Ron Rivera somebody you've got uh, a lot of history with uh his second season here in Washington and what do you see the forecast of their season well I do hope that I'm happy for Ryan Fitzpatrick for one uh because he got I know Tua was drafted to take over. I get that. I know that. I'm not stupid when it comes to that. But it was kind of fucked up that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who wasn't playing bad at the time he got pulled. Uh, so this is good for him. Um, he's he. This could be a good bridge for Washington potentially. Uh, till they get the quarterback in the draft that they wanted. Don, we really need to talk about quarterbacks for the future because uh, DJ Uyagale was not it for Clemson in that game against Georgia, but we'll uh, talk about that in a later show. <laughs> um, but my thing is for Washington to be successful, Fitzpatrick is going to take had to take care of the ball first and foremost. Uh, he is very interception prone, which has been reason why he has lost jobs in the past. Let's be honest. Um, but I look at I look at Washington, um, uh, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, um, two guys who have experience in the system. Um, looks like Kyle Allen will be healthy again after that horrific injury. Um, 
I really hope Curtis Samuel is able to play. He could be a very dynamic weapon for them like he was in Carolina when he's healthy. Uh, when Curtis Samuel is healthy, he is a, a playmaker. And that's one of the things that you will get out of him. Um, but you got Terry McLaurin, who should be the number one guy. You have Cam Sims. You have Adam Humphreys. Um, Logan Thomas, Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, tied in. Uh, I really think, you know, with... Um, yeah, you lose Ryan Kerrigan, who was... A um, who was literally a staple on the Redskins defense, but I think with Chase Young there, you don't have to worry about missing Ryan Kerrigan too much. Um, with him, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen in the middle, uh, Matt Ioannidis is there, of course. I really like what Washington can do. It's just going to have to be on Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got the job that you wanted. You Like Don said, you don't have anybody really to look over your shoulder. Uh, the backups are mediocre at best. Um, I mean, even though uh, Heineke did get the team to the uh, NSC's title, uh, didn't do much in that playoff game against Tampa Bay, though. Um, uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see see if he's going to be as mobile as he was before after the injury. But I, I, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick's chance. I mean, he's been a journeyman. He has a golden opportunity to prove himself, and he just cannot squander it. If he does, then then maybe you are destined to be a backup. All right, so same thing. Uh, Mo, how many playoff teams do you see coming out of this division, and who are they? Wow. Um, I'm say one, and that's just because that's by default. Uh, I'll probably just say Dallas, but if, we need a, if you're looking at Dark Horse, Washington, or maybe the Giants. So it could be Dallas for sure, but on the, that cuffs and that bubble, Washington or um, the Giants. Right, right. Mr. Dwayne, your thoughts, sir? How many uh, playoff teams and who are they? Since I gave one of the NFC South because I'm petty, I want to just uh, probably go with two. Dallas, um, and the dark horse would be the Giants. The and you can either flip the Giants or Washington. Um, and like I said, if Dallas doesn't want the division, which they have shown me in over the years, in some instances they don't want the division, then you can say New York or Washington. All right. So there we have it. Uh, we just ran through, I think that was four or five divisions uh, there uh, for the uh, upcoming season. We'll have the other half uh, coming up in, uh, before the season opener, so officially on Sunday starts. So uh, we'll break down the AFC West and the NFC West and 
uh, AFC uh, South. South. And uh, so, yeah, a lot more to come. But just wanted to get a little bit uh, out there so you guys can have something to lead into Saturday and Sunday uh, before the season officially kicks off. So looking forward to um, the season uh, starting. Uh, before we guys, before we go and guys give your shouts and thank, uh, thank yous, uh, just overall throughout the season, what, what intrigues you? What are you looking out for? I'll start with you, Mo. Uh, just overall for this NFL season, what's kind of a storyline that, that you're looking at? Um, aside from what the Ravens are looking to do, I definitely want to see what is going to happen in the AFC South. I want to see, because my barber, um, he's a Tennessee fan, so he's been draw Jackson a lot about his Titans and everything. So definitely won't pay attention to see what Might they got. Bring that old rivalry back, Baltimore and Tennessee. Yeah, pretty much, man. Early um, 2000s. Yeah. Definitely, I just want to see what, they, what they're going to do. Also, um, I, all eyes are going to be on Tampa to see if they want to um, repeat. And I know I know the way. Don't, don't, don't roll your eyes, but I'm just saying – I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying with just how our eyes are gonna be on them because they're the Super Bowl champs. Of course, yeah. You know, it's like the targets on that back, and it's very, very, very big. Uh, same question, Dwayne. Kind of uh, a couple of storylines that you're looking at uh, throughout the whole season of this year's NFL. Uh, so I kind of like break it down by division. Um, the biggest storylines. I would probably have to say Buffalo in the East. Uh, can they continue the momentum from last season? Can they replicate that? Uh, the, the North, uh, Joe Burrow, how's he going to bounce back from the injury? And uh, will he have the protection so he doesn't get hurt again, which is, as we already have delved into, is a question mark. Um the biggest story in the AFC South, I would say Deshaun Watson. Uh, the status of Deshaun Watson, we'll get into that um, in the next preview show. Uh, what we do the AFC South with the Texans um, is going to kind of be Deshaun Watson and see what happens there. Um, the AFC West, uh, I'm going to go a little different the AFC West. I'm finally... NFL games at the Death Star. Um, Mark Davis, even though they could have had fans in Allegiant Stadium for NFL games, Mark Davis said, if all of Raider Nation couldn't be at the games, we're not going to have anybody at the games. So um, we saw that uh, kind of ties into the WrestleCast and SummerSlam, which was at the Death Star Allegiant mm-hmm. Stadium. Um, we saw how special an event at that stadium can be. So I can't wait to see a Raiders game at the stadium. It's a beautiful place. I can't. I'm just ready for that. Um, Monday night. Yes, exactly. Ravens Raiders, exactly. Um, NFC's. since we just previewed that division, I'm really intrigued by what the Giants can do now. Um, and, of course, the big storyline is Dak. 
in that division. Um, the AFC North, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the last, the last is this the last dance of Green Bay um, for him? And it looks like it will be, uh, but we'll see how he feels towards the end of the season. Um, and then NFC South, of course, the Bucks. Blah, um, the Bucks with the target on their back and the rebuilding of the rest of the division. And then AFC West, uh, can Kyler Murray elevate himself to the level where Russell Wilson is? Um, I say that only because he has the weapons now. He has three great receivers. There is almost very minimal excuses from why the Cardinals can't elevate themselves to that level of the Seahawks and the Rams. All right, so there you guys have it. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm going to start with you, sir, with your shout-outs and thank yous. Uh, Don, and first, thank you, Don and Dwayne, for allowing me to come through, talk some um, football with you guys. Um, always been great just to hear you guys talk on the podcast um, about so thanks for having me um, here thank you for coming sir we, we gladly appreciate your insight and uh, yeah we'll be reaching out to you as things happen with your football team because you know your quarterback might be in the news for the wrong reasons at some point this season um, he's vaccinated huh he's vaccinated well oh. he got one yeah, he got his first shot. Yeah, he got one. Okay, that's good, man. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I was worried for that brother, man. Hopefully, Cam Newton will follow suit, but we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, oh, no, no, I mean, is, is it is it, you know? Do you think that you know your your quarterback, your team will pick him up if they need him? Cam? Yeah, Cam. Oh, he'd have to get vaccinated. <laughs> right. Ron Rivera is not playing that. But I don't think so, man. I, I mean, they could have got him last year, really, if they probably would have pressed uh, New England for him. But they didn't. They could have got him coming off of the injury, and they didn't get him. So I, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, Ron Rivera is out of the Cam Newton business. Um, Dwayne, your shout outs and thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to. Uh, you guys, uh, thank you, Don, as always. Mo, it's always a pleasure. My brother from another. Um, and I really wanted to say shout-out to all the family at CSPN. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, rooting for everybody black. Yes. Always. Um, so, yeah, thank you to uh, my family for all the support. Uh, friends for all the support as well. Also, got to say, um, uh, yeah, final thought really has nothing to do with football. It's going to do more with um, auto racing. Uh, really enjoyed. I missed the race at Darlington, but I did catch the repeat. It was a pretty good race uh, to me. Uh, Darlington's always one of those special tracks. Um, and even with the new pavement, the cars handled well. Um, the racing was always intense, as always. 
the playoffs have started on the NASCAR circuit. Um, so Kyle Larson's a heavy favorite. Um, I really, for all the things that he has went through, and for the things that he's done since his um, since his um, slur that he did last year, uh, I was skeptical of him personally. But I have, you know, there's been, you know, just seeing the stories on how he's put the work in and he hasn't done it for the cameras. He's done it for himself. And I think when you do that for the, when you do that and when you go to uh, Montgomery and Selma by yourself to learn more and educate yourself, that shows that you're really wanting to do better. Um, and it's not about, it's not about, you know, for the publicity It's for yourself It's for your own learning. So I can definitely say for my, from my own perspective, you know, Kyle Larson has, um, definitely learned. I think he's going to continue to learn. And I think he's reaping the benefits of that learning by having the success in the season of NASCAR. So shout out to him. Well, I'd like to thank Dwayne and Motif underscore Reese for both joining me here on this edition of Know the Score. Glad to be back talking sports. Uh, but we'll be back on a more regular basis. We'll probably catch up on the two weeks of college football here in another episode or two or three. But uh, we're about to get back into the groove. So just deal with us, bear with us for a few more weeks as we get the season up and running, and then we'll be back on a more consistent basis. But, yes, you can find us on the CSPN at CSPN.us. Also, click over to the Patreon page at Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. You can find some Know the Score OTs over there where me and Mo to the underscore chop it up on some subjects of uh, preseason football. And uh, Amwar Starwin likes to get in there sometimes and give some sports takes, too, that you can find over there on the Patreon. The way you can be a part of that too. <laughs> yes, so it's uh it's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of content put up. Uh, things that we probably miss on the show, we can always add there. So uh, the Patreon page would definitely be a big part of the Know the Score uh, this season. So for like I said, Dwayne and our special guest Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host Don DeLorente, and now you know the score.